Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is your greeter this morning. Who's that? Well, thank you so much for calling in on this morning. I think you and I are the only two on the line. We are grateful for another day of life that God has waken us up this morning with breath in our body. To be amongst the living is just an honor. It's a privilege just to have waken up this morning and being able to take a deep breath and just turn over, pray, and then start your day. Um, and for that, we are so, so glory. We're grateful, very grateful. <clears throat> hmm. Oh, my God. Thank you, God. For another day, thank you for your grace. Thank you, God. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's that and who's that? Good morning, brother. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. <clears throat> Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you too. Thank you. How are you feeling? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I girl, I can't complain. As long as God woke me up this morning <laughs> and it's only fifty five fifty nine. And I'll start my day off with you amazing people on this Saturday morning. Um, I'm just grateful. I'm just say really it. grateful. Say it, say it. Mm-hmm. Trying to learn just to be set, steady and, 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 and just focused on what God has us to do so that I don't get distracted and caught up by all the things that you see on TV. Girl, I don't even watch TV no more. Somebody had to tell me, you need to watch the news sometimes to see what's going on because I really don't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I'm grateful. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody else that called in that would like to take the time to say good morning? Yeah, God is good, God. That's who we are. So that song just came that popped into my spirit. Just grateful. God made us. He made us for who we are. Mm-hmm. My daughter sings that song at, the, at church for the praise. <clears throat> yeah, God made me. He made me who I am. I'm, I love that song. I love the words because it's the words and the song that will transition your mind and your spirit to someplace else, knowing that God made me in his image. And because of who we are connected to, we, girl, we could conquer anything. We can get through anything, no matter what it looks like, no matter what's placed before us, no matter how bad the situation is, he will pull us out of the ditches and the trenches. All we have to do is continue to trust him no matter what. And with that being, I heard another amazing voice. Who's that? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good Good, morning. Good morning. 
Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. He is absolutely amazing. Um, <clears throat> you know, you know, just one day, just for today, it's going to be a good day. You set your mind and you wake up refreshed in your spirit and then you get, you know, you get fed early in the morning with the word and some singing and some praising and some, you know, some effective prayers. And it, it sets the tone for the whole day to sustain it. And no matter what happens, what happens this morning sets the tone for the entire day. So you have something that you can hold on to. Um, know that there's no coincidence that everything is definitely um, in God's timing. Um, and with that being said, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody else that would like to take the time to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning, Miss Sharon from Rich. Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm blessing yourself. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Today is a good day. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Morning, Good morning, Didi. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, this is Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Who's that? Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning, Miss Danielle. Good morning, Danielle. Welcome, 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 everyone, to the call on this morning. Thank you for calling in. Thank God for another day of life that we are so grateful for to be amongst the living on this Saturday morning. Good morning. Good morning, family. It's nursing. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Ooh, I love the morning. Anybody else want to take the time to say good morning? Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. I am doing great, y'all. I'm just waking up. I actually got up at 430 and yeah. uh, just spending good quality time with the Lord, thanking him for just another day. Amen. Just for today. Yes, Lord. I said it, I woke up this morning with my mind set on him and fixed on him, and that's exactly what it is. It rolled over from last night's Friday night uh, call with Didi, and it was so awesome last night. I laughed so hard last night. My stomach was hurting. Oh, that's awesome. I laughed like <laughs> That's awesome. That's the best. Time. So it was that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, that's Laughter is good medicine. Yes, it is. It definitely is, especially in times like this. We definitely have to stay laughing. Anybody else want to uh, say good morning at this time? Okay, well, it's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, 
encouraged, and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. <clears throat> be sure to continue joining us throughout the month of October, where the monthly theme is Access and Authority. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you, and you do not want to miss out on what God has done and gotten in store for you. There is one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory and Given in an effort to share the gospel, both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org slash paypalme dot, dot me, declare forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign declare victory. I'll repeat that again. You can visit declarevictory.org, paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign declare victory. We pray many blessings to our Heavenly Father. Be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There were no prayer requests on the app. Um, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by D. The declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by D. The declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments by the declarer. The scripture today is from John 16 and 23. In that day, you will not question me about, question me about anything. Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your place or put your phones on mute, double check, look down, triple check, to make sure that your lines are muted until further instructed to come off the of mute. I pass the call now to the prayer warrior. Thank you for allowing me to host and greet. I love you. Have a great day. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Thank you. From the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, Lord, it's your name that's worthy to be praised. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way this morning. Thank you for this brand new day, a day that we have not yet seen. Thank you for just another chance at this thing called life. Yesterday is over. Tomorrow is not promised. So we just right now, we rejoice right now in this moment. We welcome you here. We welcome you this Saturday morning. Come flood this call. Come flood our lives. Fill us with your love, God, this morning. Fill the atmosphere. Set the atmosphere on this call this morning because we need your glory, Lord. It's what our hearts long for, to just be overcome by your presence, Lord. So fill us up. Fill us up till we overflow. Hallelujah. I know I want to run over this morning. I want to run over. Fill fill me up, God. 
Thank you, God. We just give you the praise because that's what you're due. We we just owe you so much. So I thank you, Father, again for a brand new day. You breathed breath in our lungs. It wasn't our alarm clock. It wasn't a, a, a notification on social media, but it was you, God, that touched us this morning with your breath. So I thank you, and we shall just rejoice and be glad. I thank you, Father, for blessing us just to open up our eyes. What a blessing, because somebody didn't. Thank you, Father, for just allowing us one more chance. You allowed us one more chance, and we can't take one single second of breath for granted. Lord, you've just been so, so, so good. You've been so kind. Ah, hallelujah. I thank you that even though I woke up with some challenges in my physical body, I still woke up. And so for that, I give you praise, God. I'm not worried about what I feel. I'm just grateful just to see this day. Thank you that we can hear, that we can hear the praises of your people this morning on this call. We can't take it for granted that we can hear somebody lost their hearing. It, it's that it's that serious, y'all. We got to be thankful for everything. The fact that you're up on a call, that you have a phone to call in on, that you still have a phone, uh, a plan to call in on, whether it's T-Mobile, whether it's AT&T, Verizon, whatever it is, uh, Metro, it doesn't matter, but you're on a prayer call. And so that we give you praise. Oh, God, thank you that you kept us. Thank you that you kept us in our minds, God, because somebody didn't wake up in their right mind. So we thank you. God, you didn't let the death angel consume us while we slept in slumber last night. Because, again, somebody didn't see this day. Hallelujah. 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 It's the highest praise. Right now, we just give you our best hallelujah. And we declare victory this morning. When we learn to just turn our worries over to you, God. We turn it over. We turn our worry into worship. Because that's what you're due. We give up our fear to you for faith and we walk in it. We activate real faith. We're just not talking it, but we're walking it. So I thank you that our praise will be bigger than our pain. We're not worried about what's going on in 2020, God. You're bigger than that because you created it all. So we thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you that we know that you're not a man, that you won't lie to us. Your promises are yea and amen if we trust you. If we believe what your word says, God, we thank you. Oh, God, I'll just keep my eyes on you. I'll keep my hope in you, and I'll keep my trust in only you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just activating faith this morning. There's so much going on. But again, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all we can do. One step at a time. Father, you said in your word, in your word, you said, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Lord, this morning, right now, I just lay it all out at your feet. I lay everything. I give it all up. Everything that concerns me, because that's what your word says. You know what I'm concerned about. You know what every sister and brother on this call is concerned about. And so we just give all our cares to you as we enter into the closer of the election. Please speak to the heart and minds of the president of this United States, God. And those are who are in position. Lord, just heal this sick land and those that are lost. Cover those who are out in the elements right now. I seen so many tents yesterday in the Bay Area. It just made my heart hurt, God. 
It's so many people that have lost their minds. They're just walking this world with eyes that are empty. Oh, God, but you are still God. You are still God. Lord, your word says that if, it says if, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then, then everything will change. If. If we humble ourselves, if we pray, if we pray, if we seek your faith, if we turn, we have to turn from our wicked ways. So we can't just say the scriptures and quote the scriptures. We have to do what it says. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. We got to do what the word says for our healing. And we need a healing right now. We need you. Oh, Jesus, we need you right now. Some people are truly at the edge of the ledge and they're ready to jump. But God, God, just speak to the minds and the hearts of your people. And Lord, again, please forgive us for anything that we may have said, anything that we have thought or done that does not line up with your word. Lord, if we have, not if we have, but I know the things we have taken for granted, Lord, where we've been selfish. Oh, God, well, we've been doubting your word. We don't even believe sometimes what we're praying to you, God. But we thank you right now because you love us enough in spite of those areas where we've been whining about, God, when we should just be worshiping you because of who you are, because of who you are, where we've been petty, when we should have been praising you, God. Because, yes, as believers, we get petty sometimes, and that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to praise you anyhow, that anyhow praise, God. That's what you deserve, God, because your name is above all names. You are mighty God. Oh, Father, forgive any of us walking around offended and bitter and just mad and angry, being judgmental, puffed up and prideful. We know there's just... It's pride before a great fall, Father. I just thank you because when you when we go to your word, it tells us to love. Love. Love the unlovable. Love those that have hurt us. We we have to know that forgiveness doesn't always mean reconnection, but you command us to still love. And love love is a word. Like Kirk Franklin said, it comes and goes. Few people truly know what that word really means, God. Because if we really knew what love meant, God, there would be more healing in the land. So God as your word says, that love is patient and it is kind. It is not envy. It is not boast. It is not proud. It is not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrongs. Oh, God, we keep tabs on people and that's not right. It says love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And it always perseveres. God, I thank you this morning. I just thank you this morning for love, God. I thank you for loving us in our mess, God. So, Father, I lift up this line to you. You know what we all need. Some people got a bad doctor's report, but give them your peace, God. No matter what the diagnosis says, you are a good, good father, and we thank you, oh, magnificent God. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. God, I call out my nephew Josiah to you, God, because you already know about him because you created him. Touch him. Touch him right now. Just give him peace. Give him peace. I call out to Marie and Dante, Deontay to you and Dante as well. I have a nephew named Dante who he needs to, to just your peace to saturate our young men this morning, God. And for my beautiful sister Dion, bless her and bless her indeed. Thank you, Father, because you know all about her. So I praise you in advance for just keeping your word, keeping your word, God. 
And as Moses comes forth this morning, bless him, his beautiful wife, the baby, Bella. I thank you for Moni. I thank you for Tan. I thank you for everybody connected to declare victory. I even thank you for the person who's off mute right now, God, that you will bless them and bless them indeed. Maybe they need to hear from you. I thank you that they will mute their line in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you how you have just created us. You've created Victorville, God, for a place we can come when we're hurting, but also when we're rejoicing. God, we know you are Jehovah. Rapha. You give peace to the troubled mind. You give peace to the troubled mind, Jehovah Shalom. Thank you for making a way when it looked like things were over. You are our provider, Jehovah Jireh. I thank you because you go before we know that we are even in a war, God, and you come back with the head of the enemy. You come back and you call it our victory. That's why we can declare victory this morning. Thank you for being our great defender. Thank you for covering us. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jehovah Nisei. Thank you for the air that we breathe. Oh, God, we don't have to worry because you're God. I lift my hands in total adoration and praise to you, Father God. Thank you, God, just for this morning. I thank you that as we get ready to take our phones off mute, finally, we take our phones off mute, and we just begin to give you praise that you deserve. Oh, hallelujah you deserve to your name, praise, God. I thank, thank you that you are God all by yourself, that you sit up high and you're looking at Thank you for a right time, God. Thank you for a family that are renewed. Oh, Lord, glorify you Thank you, 
Hallelujah. We just receive your mercy and grace for this brand new day. I just want to give you thanks, God. That's all. We thank you. We have an attitude of gratitude. So many beautiful victors on this line that just give you just the awesome praise that you deserve. And now's that time. I thank you, Father. And I say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. As I pass the call to Moses, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Judy. Thank you. And good morning, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. I'm happy that you're calling in this morning. I was just thinking about this yesterday as I'm bringing up some of my notes right now. I My my computer uh, took a, I don't know why it took like three hours to start today. I don't know what's going on. But I was thinking about this yesterday and the day before that I, I had been inviting somebody to, to call in a family member. And I realized uh, that this person, after like years of inviting them, was was open to to calling in finally. And how how much joy that brought me! Just thinking, um, you know, of them calling in and hearing all the great messages, and and how everything is just so like it's just so giving of life and encouragement and everything. And and then I realized I'm like, man, but what about everybody that has called in? every day for years everybody that is called that calls in monday through friday that that um you know just all these just kind of incorporating declare victory into their everyday life and and i thought about man how how fed and nourished is the soul that calls in every single day to declare victory to listen to such great messages that that hears from such great speakers and is and, and you know just being active a part of the community so i want to thank you for being a part of this and and just helping everybody that helps to make this process happen every single day, Monday through Saturday, every single month, every single year. It's just so amazing to think about. And just all the people that I've been able to connect with, I, I can't even, I just can't imagine. <laughs> so thank you guys. Good morning. Happy Saturday. I know that you have a lot of options to go to for, you know, for where you go to get fed. And, you know, we're thankful that you're here. So I want to get into today's message. I want to talk about what I'm going to, what I'm going to be sharing today. And it's a little bit of a deeper dive into something that I was talking about last Saturday. So last Saturday I had mentioned, we had started talking about uh, access and authority, but we had started talking about praying with authority, walking in answered prayer, and the authority that we have when we're walking out God's will for our life. Those are the major concept and, and the major concept of the message last week. But today, what I want to do is I want to expand on that a little bit, and I want to talk about what that looks like and how do we identify it, because I've noticed that one of the biggest things, uh, one of the biggest things that I've seen in walking this out is that I didn't always know how to identify when I was pursuing something that I thought I needed to be doing, and then when I was actually, you know, going to turn the, the, the handle on a door that God wanted me to walk through. And a lot of times I think it's very hard for us to, to kind of decipher the two, because sometimes I think when we've been used by God, when we understand God's character um, as much as we, we can through what we've gone through in life. I, and, and especially if you're a prophetic person, this is even, this could get even, even more difficult is that it's hard for us to know what is our will and what's God's will when we've already started hearing from God and we've been living a life of, of pursuing God and praying and you're reading the Bible, the secondary step that is, is very dependent on the Holy spirit is that 
we all have the same information being the Bible. But what will happen a lot of times is that not everybody's right in what they do because, you know, for example, we all know somebody who is a Christian who goes to church, who reads their Bible, and um, they absolutely turn everybody in their life away from themselves. They're, there's no fruit. They, they're they're the, the person that, that their kids hate church because of them. You know, we all, and I hope, and I hope that's not a situation that you find yourself there and call me in today, but, and, and, and I believe today's message could help with that. But, um, you know, in, in all honesty, what happens is we see so many times a lot of people praying to the same God, reading the same Bible, and, and not pushing anybody any closer to God. And what happens a lot of the time is, is there's a failure to rely on the Holy Spirit to showcase God's character and love outside of the information that we've all been given at a basis level. And so what I want to talk about is how that can happen in any number of ways. Because maybe you're not that person. Maybe you're not offending people and hurting people. And maybe you're not seeing broken connections and, and no fruit around you. But maybe you, you do mean well and you do want to see God show up in and through your life and, and your loved ones and the people around you and in your career, which you've been called to do or which you haven't been called to do, but it still hasn't happened yet. And what does that look like when we're in a refinement, because we're in a constant refinement, but we're in miniature seasons of refinement, and God might be doing away with an old dream or something that we had built up, and, he, and, and how do we understand what it's like in that transitional phase? So I want to be talking about that today. But first, I want to actually just open up in prayer real quick. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that as has been already prayed today and declared today, that we are thankful for today and that we are here on this call alert, awake, and aware, Lord, I, I can't praise you enough for that, Father. And I think I speak on behalf of everybody saying, Lord, that we are just humbled by what you have chosen to do through this ministry, Lord, what you have chosen to do through every minister in here and, and through our lives, Lord. It is just so awesome to be able to bring forth this message today. I'm so just honored, Lord, to bring you glory today. And I hope that this message reaches somebody out there, Lord, that you would just affect our ears, Lord, so that we could take what you want us to take from this message today and that we can process it and apply it to our own lives, Lord. I thank you for being here. I thank you for being present, Lord, for hearing us, constantly changing us and constantly shaking us, Lord. All the glory and honor is in your name, Lord, and we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get into it. And, you know, as I usually do, I, I kind of want to use parallels in my own life to paint this picture. And to demonstrate what I've been, what I've been going through. Good news, my computer finally got up uh, with some of my other notes. I have some on my phone. Luckily, I, I put everything on my phone. And then some of the verses that I have, I usually use a Hebrew Bible and a Greek Bible. And what I will do is I like to just read the original terminology, the original words, to kind of see what the writer was was trying to to get at conceptually, because a lot of times. Some translations and words get lost in antiquity and, and different um, translations over the years and things like that. So I usually have to wait for that to boot up on, on a Saturday morning. But um, I'll get to that part later. But for right now, um, what, what I started to see in my life is that when I was in my earlier 20s, I started to see that God had started to do a work in my life. And, he, and, and the way that I, I started to realize, and this was evident, that God was doing a work in my life as he started removing things from my life. And I think one of the biggest things you're doing when you start to do a work, whether you're cleaning, 
whether you are brought into a company to do something, whether, uh, you know, you're cleaning out your garage or something. The very first thing we always do is we, we remove things. And I do the same thing. Nicole and I do the same thing when we're cleaning the house specifically. We start to take out garbages, start to move things, start to shift things. Because in order to get to the core and the heart of the areas that need to be affected, that need to be changed, that need to be cleaned and need to be fixed, we first have to clear out the clutter. And here's the thing about that. We usually live a childhood, teenage years, and most times early adulthood until a lot of us can really truly grasp the concept of surrendering our life. Because I had grown up in the church, but it wasn't until I was 24 that I truly understood the concept of surrendering my life to God and then actually giving my life over to God in that way, rededicating my life. When I was 24, I grew up Catholic and then we converted to Christianity when I was about maybe seven or eight years old. And my mom got saved first through a family member. And then she started bringing my, my dad and I to church shortly after that. And then she got baptized and went to the Lord. And then my dad and I got baptized and went to the Lord the very same day, uh, the very same church service. So I had been around all these concepts and I grew up reading my Bible. I was always reading my Bible. I was always taking notes. I was always going to youth group and Sunday morning and I was always on worship teams. But it wasn't until I was 24. So, so many years later, almost two decades later, it wasn't until that time that I actually entered into a relationship with the Lord and I actually started allowing the Lord to refine me and, and that started changing. And that was on my conscience. And it wasn't that God wasn't doing things in my life and actively working, but it was me consciously understanding that this is a growing process that my life now will continuously and always be a constant refinement process to where I represent the Lord's character to the world around me and that I make a difference in a way for his name, right? And, and we all know that this is a lifelong process. And because this is a lifelong process, we need to be able to identify this in the ever-changing seasons of our life and whatever it looks like, because here's the truth of it. You might, your life might not look like what it looked like 20 years ago or 15 years ago or a year ago when you got saved, whenever that was. But the truth of it is, is the process that's happening to your spirit, to your inner person, that is constant. That is a, is a constant. That is something that is always going to be happening. So it's very important to understand what God is doing to understand what your response should be. And that's our worship, right? Our worship is always a response to the character of God, to the things God has done, to the things God is doing, and to the things that we know he's going to do in and through us. So what I started to see is that when I was 24, I started to notice that everything, every major pillar in my life started getting removed. Every single thing that I had leaned on, everything that I had trusted on, everything that I had built was crumbling down. And, and would eventually, from that time, I'm not, I'm not involved in anything or doing anything that I was doing back then at 24. I can, I can truly say that I don't live in the same city. I don't drive the same car. Um, I was dating an entirely different person. I was going to school. I was down an entirely different career path. Everything I was, I was doing was entirely different. And all these things were things that I supposed that I was supposed to be doing based off the life that I lived, the interests I had, and the person that I was. But if the interests that we have, the life that we live, and the 
and, and the way we think about things is constantly changing based off who we understand ourselves to be in Christ. And that means that the things we're called to do, the things God's doing in and through us must constantly be identified at different points and seasons in our life. And what I want to share today and talk about in regards to that is how do we operate in authority and how do we identify the things that God is calling us to do versus the things that we want to do? And then how do we walk that out? How do we see answered prayer in those areas? How do we hear from the Lord in those areas? And how, and how do we have the courage and the faith to step out? Because truthfully, the hardest part of this is actually accepting it a lot of times. And that sounds like a crazy concept because I know that for myself, it was 2014. I was 24 and the Lord had just done major declutter. This was the first ever major season of declutter in my life. And I've gone through different seasons of that as the years went on and it looked differently, but nothing was ever that big because that was the first big time. That was when I surrendered my life to the Lord. So I had never been done before in my life. It had never happened before. I had never seen this, this, uh, this type of major overhaul of things and interests and goals and things that I was, that I had built my life around. I built my entire identity around these things. And truthfully, a lot of that, and like I said, none of them are what I'm doing now or pursuing now. I was building my life and identity around these decisions and people and things just, you know, I'm 30 now. This was like six or seven years ago that we're talking about. That's not a long time ago. That's not a, like an aside. This was 30 years ago. Like, no, it was nothing like it. This was six, seven, eight years ago that I was embarking on these paths, things I was going to school for. I'm not even working in the field that I went to college for at all in any way. I mean, I'm, I'm complete. If you would have told me back then I was living the life I'm living today, I would have genuinely, I would have probably felt like a failure because it wasn't anything that I wanted to do at that time. And this was seven years ago, eight years ago. This wasn't a crazy amount of time. And here's the thing. That was the first major change. So if I was building my identity around these things and I was understanding these things to be the truth, imagine if I had just become a Christian and I hadn't allowed the Holy Spirit to change me, but I just believed in God, but was still continuing along some of those paths. Because not everything I was doing was, was crazy destructive or something that people thought was like, oh, this guy needs to get his life together. A lot of it was actually stuff that I got commended for. A lot of stuff that people were like, oh, man, you're going to do great in that. That's going to be really awesome. But it wasn't what God was calling me to do. And I think that's the biggest thing that we first and foremost have to accept and understand is a lot of times our desires don't match up with God's will. And I know that sounds like a simple thing. I know that sounds really easy to consume. But the truth of it is, is it's probably the hardest thing we will ever have to endure in life is because even after we've surrendered our lives to the Lord, a lot of the times the things that you think you have to be doing and the things that you want to be doing and that you've lined up with your walk with Christ is actually not at all what God's called you to do. And it's actually not at all what, what you want to do. And what I think about a lot of times is I will oftentimes, uh, <laughs> I think the term is, I don't, I keep forgetting the, the term my, my, uh, my wife uses, but there's, we're watching this uh, Secret Life of Pets too with Bella. And for all you parents, and if you watch young, young kids, you know, you've watched all the Pixar and Disney movies a million times, and you've watched every animated movie there is to possibly watch. And so I've seen the Secret Life of Pets too, probably 
probably like a hundred or 200 times in the last couple of weeks. And so there's this dog that guides the sheep and it's a little bit more like, uh, it's like a sheep dog. They, I think they're called and they guide the, the sheep. And, um, my wife will joke to people that we have to do that with Bella when we're at the park with her because she will, um, she'll, she'll take off. She, she's just one of those kids. They'll just take off. And, and so we got to constantly walk with her to, to guide her. And a lot of times where Bella wants to go is 100% absolutely not acceptable or okay. And Bella has no idea. And, and it, it's funny because when we tell her no is when she gets upset and when she gets frustrated. And, I, and I've used this, this imagery before because the truth of it is, is that in a lot of ways, God is doing that to us in our everyday life when we're constantly trying to open the door based off something that from our understanding should be completely fine and God will not say anything because I know at that point I can sit down and I can look at my one-year-old daughter in the eyes and I can hope that I have her attention for five seconds and I can tell her, Belle, I love you. Dad loves you so much. You are my moon and my sun and my world. And I just, literally could give you anything that you could possibly desire that your brain can imagine. I can get it for you in this moment right now, tomorrow, yesterday, I can do it for you. But what I need you to understand is that you are chasing that duck into that water, that grimy, disgusting water that I don't understand why it's that tinge of green, why it looks like that. And if you go towards that water, you will get hurt and it's dangerous over there. But I need you to come over here to the grass where I got snacks, I got all these good things. I can play Baby Shark on my phone for you. We could watch a whole movie right now on my phone on the grass. I could give her everything, and it wouldn't matter because you know what she'd do? She would run right towards that water mid-speech. Mid it doesn't matter. And I think about it, how many times have I done that to God, where my attention's on my phone, my attention's on my email, my attention's on, oh, I got to call so-and-so, hold on. Hold on, Lord. Sorry. I would know I was going to pray, but I'm, it's 10 o'clock. I'm like so burned out, had to cook dinner tonight, had to help with the baby, had, had meetings that were like three hours long today at work. Like just all these things going towards stuff that I've built, things that I've said, and I have not once sat in and checked in with God to find out, well, what is God doing? What does God want to talk about? Where does God want me? And I think that I kind of humor myself by thinking that because I'm 30, and I'm a Christian and I understand things about God and I pray and I pursue him that every single thing that I want to do is from him. That every single thing that I have a desire in is from God. And the truth of it is that's not the case. The truth of it is that sometimes we have these built up desires and plans and, and things in our life. And it's just not truly what God had for us. And I want to get into our first point today called the emptying. And the verses that I wanted to read, and, and I had these, these up for the original translation, but I'm actually not going to read the, the original. I'm just going to read the ESB. And, and they're both in Proverbs, and they're very common verses that you hear a lot, but we don't really truly realize how often we live these two verses. And they're both in Proverbs, and they're a couple chapters apart. And the first one's in 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And like that is in chapter 16, verse 9, and it's a man's heart plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. And I know that's such a common verse, and we always like to say that when somebody thought they were going to go do something and it didn't work out. And, 
you know, I'll even in my mind say that one to Bella. I'll be like, yeah, you thought you were going to open that cabinet, didn't you? Huh? The Lord guides your steps. All right, little lady, you got to learn that one right now. You need to learn that year one right off the right out the gate. And so what I didn't realize is that I was doing that. And what had happened is that as the Lord was, was breaking down these things that even after becoming a Christian, even after surrendering my life, after serving and planning a church and doing all these things, I still had these preconceived notions, all these predispositions that I had built up that I expected God to do when I got to a certain level of serving that he would just release because the Lord gives us the desires of our heart. But what I didn't realize is that the Lord gives us the desires of our hearts when our heart conforms and matches his heart. And that's the biggest aspect of it, because I would always stand on top of, oh, well, I'm just going to ask for it in God's name. I'm just going to serve. I'm just going to do all these things. And I didn't realize that I was doing so many things all for the sake of having God answer my desires. And so what happened is I, I noticed that over the last couple months, you know, everything was going so great for us and, every, and everything has been going so great. And I, I truly live the life that I've, I've been praying for. But I noticed that there is when everyone would go to sleep, I would just feel this emptiness. And there'd be moments where we would be, we would be playing at the park or we'd be having dinner or we'd have friends over or something, or we'd, we'd be at an event or something over, over this year and before everything had, had kind of happened with the pandemic. And I noticed I would have this kind of hopelessness and this empty feeling. And it didn't make sense because, you know, I had everything that I had prayed for, everything that I had asked for, everything that I, I had seen that God would, would bring to me someday. And there was just this like little nagging, empty feeling tugging on me, pulling me away from the moments at the park, pulling me away from the dinners. I would be at work and I would be getting praised by everybody at work for these amazing contributions and I'd come in and I've been at my job now for 10 months as single-handedly the greatest job I've ever had in my life. Everything from the salary to what I do to what they brought me in to implement to accomplishing it and so much more. I've done so much more than what I was brought in to do and, and I'm thriving. And I would sit there some days and just feel a sadness, just an emptiness. And I would shake it off and I'd be like, ah, you know, I'd go talk to somebody and be like, hey, how's, how's the stomach game? Did you need any more? Did I answer everything you pretty much needed? And be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd walk away and I just kind of like, I would just be sad. And there would be moments where, you know, I'm watching Bella play and laugh and doing all the crazy things kids do and the funny stuff they do. That's just like, you are, you are a character. You are hilarious. Like, but I would still feel this, like, this sadness pulling me. And what happened is that I, I started to drift away from having this desire to pursue God. And I started to feel myself in this place where I just kind of like would try to tune out on my phone. And I would try to fill my mind with something to just take my mind off of that sadness and that emptiness. And I'd do my job and I'd go to work and I'd pray and I'd intercede and I'd pray for people and and I was still hearing from the Lord very actively, like very accurately for people. I mean, to, to still getting words of knowledge for strangers, for people I knew, praying specific things that pe people would pray and hear something from God. And then I'd meet up with them hours later and it'd be exactly what they had heard from God. And I didn't have any context for that. I was still ministering. 
but I would give a word and then that feeling would come back. And it didn't matter what I was doing and what I was trying to fill that void with. I, I still had a purposelessness because I had still built everything around my own desires. And what I realized is that in the emptying, it was God that was breaking down all these things that I thought that I needed to be doing because I was pursuing happiness. I wasn't pursuing God's will. And I can truly stand here and tell you today, if you're not conforming to God's will, it doesn't matter what desire of your heart God brings you. You won't be happy because it's not the thing that makes us happy in this life. The things that bring us peace and fulfillment are being in conformity to the will of God. Because there's so many of us that have been praying for something for 10 years, 15 years and 12 years. And truthfully, God never asked us to pray for that. And the reason why we've been praying for something for so long is because we've imprinted our desires onto the will of God. And we say, okay, Lord, I'm going to write this contract up with you. We're going to co-manage what's going on in my life. And I'm going to say that, yes, I'll serve you. Uh, I, yeah, I'll sacrifice, depending on what it is, um, accordingly. Um, and I'm going to need these things right here. And I'm going to need you to do these things first. And that's what I was doing. And I thought that because I was gifted in certain areas that that's what I was supposed to be doing. And I thought that because I was a certain specific type of person that I should be ministering in this way at church. And when none of those things happened and I felt rejected and I felt not accepted, I thought that it was God that was rejecting me. And I thought that it was God that wasn't accepting me. And I thought that I did something wrong and that there's got to be a secret sin somewhere. There's got to be something. And there was, it wasn't that, it wasn't the issue. I was like, no, but there's, I'm not praying enough. That's definitely got to be it. And that wasn't it. And it's like, no, you know what? I need to draw closer. I need to repent. I need, and I was just trying too hard. And what I was doing is I was hiding behind all the, all of these, godly facades i was hiding behind all these christian facades saying that oh well it's got to be this and i've got to do this and i'm trying to diagnose it and there's nothing and all the while i don't hear anything from god and all the while i'm because i became god so why is god going to compete with the voice that i've set up and that i'm blasting 24 7 on a pa in my mind why does he need to compete with that why does god need to co-manage my own life with me, with the Lord Moses, the other person that I prayed to, the other person that I got prophetic words from, the other person that I followed. And what happened is that I had felt this sort of rejection, this sort of disappointment, this sort of hope deferred because I didn't, I didn't see the things that I thought that I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't being used the way that I thought that I should have been used at church because it wasn't me. In truth, God had never told me any of that. In truth, God had never spoken any of that, but I had spoken. And there were so many times where I tried to make a way for myself, but God was not calling me anything. There's so many times I tried to force so many things, career paths and choices. And I'm like, oh, well, I need to do this. I need to like, you know, I definitely, because I, I have knowledge in this area, I need to write a book about it. And then nothing happened. And I thought, well, did I miss it? Have I been, was I lazy at the wrong time or something? And the truth of it is, is there was just certain things that I was calling me to do that God was not calling me to do. And because that was happening, I was spinning my wheel. 
and I was going in a circle and I was chasing my own tail in so many areas that God had not called me to. And so the first thing you have to do is you have to identify what has been emptied from you. You have to identify what is it that God has removed that you're looking at and it's like, we pray about so many things and we think God hasn't spoken, but sometimes because God hasn't spoken on an area, that's his way of saying, hey, I'm not even going to acknowledge that because that's so far from who you are. That's so far from what I've called you to do. And we have to understand that after a certain point. That if you're praying for somebody to change and it's been 15 years, it's been 10 years, I hate to say it, but it's not that person. It's you. If you're praying and begging God to take you out of your job and you're still there, guess what? It's not the job. It's you. If you're praying and you're, just, you're in your marriage and you're just like, God, just change them, Lord. They are, you don't see what they're doing, Lord. It's actually you. It's God getting to you. If it's your boss and you're, you're just like, Lord, there's no way. There's no way how, how bad this person is, how much this person gossips, how, how bad they are at their job. Lord, I am so more qualified than them. It's not even funny. Lord, just remove this person. Lord, it's like, hey, it's you. It's, it's you. There's so many times we try to imprint our will into what God is doing that we don't step back and say, well, Lord, what are you doing in this? Or what are you trying to wake up inside of me and you're using this dysfunctional person? <laughs> That's a step one type prayer on that path, right? And so what happens is, is you have to look at what God is doing. When Solomon was asked by God in that dream and he said, I will give you anything that you want, anything that you want. This is probably one of my favorite Bible moments ever of all time. Because what Solomon responds with, and he says is, I want to think about things the way you think about things. I want to have a God processing mind. And, and, he, and, he's, and, and that's such a weird thing to ask for, right? Especially like if you're like me and God's coming to hit you with the, hey, I'll give you any desire of your heart. Um, I'm, there's a couple things I'm, I'm like, all right, okay, so you know, Lord, we need a new Keurig, you know, like, okay, I thought, you know, I want those new Yeezys, you know, I'm like, all right, Lord, I need a new Jersey, Niner season starting. I'm thinking about all those things. My mind isn't thinking like, Lord, I want to discern things the way you discern things. If you're like me, you're thinking about all these other things and Lord, I need a new laptop, Lord, because I type messages on there. So you got to like, come on, you got to like hook me up and, you know, and it's like, no, that's not, that's not it. Because so many times we're quick to jump to the things that are going to benefit us. But we don't realize that the Lord uses difficult things to benefit us. And the things that bring us happiness actually isn't really happiness. It's just temporary contentment that's only going to lead us back to what is really at the heart of the problem. And it's not to say having a wife and, you know, a beautiful family and a beautiful career and all these things aren't godly or from God. But if you are putting all of your happiness into a thing like that, I hate to break it to you, but you, that's not the problem. There's still sadness down there. There's still emptiness down there because it's a, it's a unity. It's a perfection. The Bible always uses the word perfect to describe a unity with God, a connection with God and into a compliance with his will. That is what our ultimate goal is in this life. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. 
it was such a big component of Jesus dying on the cross is that him saying, you know, Lord, if you can take this from me, please. And, and I, and I think we kind of downplay the severity of the realness of Jesus's character in that moment where he's like saying like, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Hey, if you can take this, because that's a huge, that was a huge sacrifice. That wasn't something any of us would readily, willingly just being like, you know what, this is going to get covered. We're good. Like, no, Jesus was fully God. He was fully man. That was a real moment. Okay. That was a real, real moment. And so what happens in that moment is that we look at it and we realize that could we imitate Jesus as we're called to do in that and everything. When that person at work is just being there, they irritate you. They're, it's that person in meetings, it's that person in your roll call, it's that person in your stand up where it just, the way they say things is like, you annoy me. You pop, like, don't, just why do you talk like that? Just talk regular. Just be right. You don't need to prove yourself. No one's going to walk over you here. Like, you're, you're not on the playground in fourth grade anymore, bro. Like, just be regular. Like, just don't prove anything to people. Like, just be yourself. You don't need, you don't need to prove yourself. Like, that, that person that's just super mean, that person that's vindictive or manipulative, you know, that, that marital situation that has just been, it's just been so present. It's there when you eat dinner. It's there when you come home. That, that financial situation, you just don't understand what's going to happen. You're waiting for a call back. They said they're going to process it on Monday. That didn't happen. They didn't process it on Monday. And Monday was a year ago. And it, you just like, there's all these situations that we're waiting on. There's these bills that we're waiting on. There's all these situations that we're just saying, you know what, Lord, all right. Like, I need you to do what I need you to do in this situation. I mean, I've had little tiny financial situations that became sagas over years. And it was something God was using ultimately the entire time to break down the character issue. I'm, a li- I'm talking like a little trip to the DMV, something that ended up expanding over two years that ended up becoming a character-breaking situation because it wasn't my will. It was what God was doing through that situation. The very first step we have to understand in the emptying is to realize that God is at work. That is the hardest thing for us to do is to understand that when we're being told no, that God is at work. Bella doesn't know right now because of her perspective on life, because of her understanding. She's an extremely intelligent little girl. I mean, it, it actually kind of scares me. There's moments where I feel that feeling in my stomach where I'm like, she's going to be smarter than me. Like, and she's one right now. And I'm looking at her like, hold on. You're going you're gonna to be actually be smart. I mean, this is kind of crazy right now. Like, that's terrifying, but not right now. Not today. She's not. When she's trying to, like, she's trying to, like, eat the Connect Four set, I'm like, you're not smarter than me today, but you're going to be. I'm just, like, looking at her like, this kid is super smart. She's doing things right now. I'm just like, what? How, who taught you that? How did you learn how to do that? We're, like, we need to, like, limit what you're watching, kid. This is crazy that you know how to do that already. And that's what happens with us is that we're a little bit too smart for our own good sometimes, but we don't understand what God's doing because we don't have that God processor mind. We don't think that way. That's why, that's why he was the wisest guy in the, I think he was considered the wisest leader and ruler and wisest man at that time and probably of all time because he could think like that because he could think and process the way that God processed things. Because imagine if Bella could process life the way I process life at 30. I'm a pretty smart dude. I mean, I'm not the smartest guy, but I think I'm, I think I'm pretty up there. Right. But like Bella being one years old, imagine if she could, she would be the most successful person because she would 
skip school, totally work on her MBA skills, go to the, go to the WNBA by like 18 or 19, become a millionaire by the time. Like, I mean, imagine you could, you could expedite a lot of paths. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that you can speed up. There's a lot of processes you could speed up. If you, if she had the way to think about things from a greater expanded perspective that had been there, that had done that. But see, we don't know how to always do that. And we kid ourselves that because we're older and we're wiser that we're any better. But the truth of it is, is in comparison to God, I'm less than what Bella is in comparison to me. So what has to happen is that we have to identify and understand and process things the way that God is processing things. We have to look at our life in a way of, okay, so I've been praying for that for about five months now, six months now. It has not happened. We don't, we don't look at that and say, what is God saying about that? We say, I got to pray more. I got to get, there's a secret sin somewhere. I got to repent for, you know what? Back in 97, I guarantee you there was an off Monday. I used to work for this boss you, and you're going through your head. You're like, there's, I surely I cursed them one day. Sure. And, and how many biblical characters, what did Job go to? They definitely had to do something. I definitely had to do something. Because we still see God as consequential. We don't understand God as a father. We still see God as a boss. What? We still see God as a vending machine. We've been in a relationship with God and a Christian walking for 20 years, but we still don't know God as our friend. We still don't know God as the Savior. We still don't look at God as being the man that said, hey, if this can get taken off my plate, is there, is there an alternate route? Because this is huge. We don't look at God as being the one that, that hung on a cross, that was whipped, that was beaten, that was bleeding, that was dying, that was mocked. We hate if we get mocked by somebody in our family one time and it just strikes. Imagine doing the right thing for all of humanity and being mocked by, by the people you've been sent to see. You know, we still don't understand how to come out of that consequential relationship with God and look at him as this, this is my loving father who has good for me. You should probably check out what he's saying. Why is he saying no? Why hasn't that happened yet? Because there's things I've prayed and they've happened immediately. I just snapped my finger. I'm not a good snapper. I don't know if you heard that, but immediately, right? And then there's things I've been beating my head against. Lord, why does this not happen? Why does this not happen? Dad, why do you not let me towards the grimy green water? That's where all the ducks are. I want to go towards all the ducks. Bella will see a duck and she looks at ducks away like I look at a new pair of Nike Air Maxes. She's just like, oh my. Do you see that? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that that duck is like the other 500 ducks here. She's like, yeah, that is a duck. Oh, my God. She's just like running towards these things, and she'll run towards a stick. And she's just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, babe, it's really not. But you're going to get there someday. And I think this is precious right now. And she'll just play with the stick, and it's bringing her so much joy. And it's like a broken branch from a tree nearby. And it is the coolest thing in the world to her. She can't process things the way I process things. And, and we can't process things the way God processes things. We have to learn how to do that. We have to ask of him to do that. And I guarantee you there's areas in our life right now where we're still processing things like us. There's things in our life right now where we're still looking from our perspective and we're not looking from a heaven perspective. Because I can tell you this right now, 
when I started seeing change in the people that I've been ministering to, the young men that I minister to, you know what brings change? Not when I pray a miracle over them. I've given them the most accurate, insane prophetic words where they're like, hey, can you teach me how to do that? Like, and I'm like, teach you how to do what? And I'm like, you prayed something and God had told you that I was having trouble uh, like sleeping that night and that I was having, I was struggling with nightmares and I was getting attacked in my sleep. How did you know that? And I didn't tell you that. I'm like, God told me that. They're like, can you teach me how to like know that stuff about people? I'm like, no, like, I mean, I can, but no, that's not the point of it. It's like, they're trying to find out how do you do all this stuff. It's not about that. It's not, you can give them the most accurate prophetic word. And then a week later, they're still doing the same thing. You can pour in and minister to somebody and, and try to affect the situation. And then a week later, it's a, you know what really changes people is when you start treating them like who God called them to be. When you stop treating them like their failure and you start treating them like the man of God or the woman of God that Jesus died on the cross for them to become. That's when people start changing. When we start looking at situations with heaven goggles is when that situation starts changing. Not when you pray more, not when you repent more. Not, and these things are all important. They are pillars of our Christian walk, repenting, prayer, fasting, all these things. And we do make a petition out to God. But there's so many points in, in, in the Bible where, where somebody made a powerful impact with their faith. Somebody made a powerful impact. But the reason why it was a powerful impact, because it wasn't the norm, though. It wasn't doing life with God and seeing transformation based on a daily life led with God and perceiving things the way he perceives things. And that's what we're called to be. It's not to take any power from that other stuff at all in any way. But I had to realize that I was still doing that, even though I was, you know, I was off and running in my life. I was career, boom, baby, bam, marriage, oh, this bills, set up, automatic withdrawal, everything, boom, set up, adult, level 100. No, it didn't matter. It, it did not matter. It, it just was, it, it wasn't it. I was putting way too much in my things and way too much in my, my goals and everything that I had felt that I was called to do. And then the first point of rejection, I was ready to give it all up. Because my faith wasn't built on what God was calling me to do. My faith was built on who I was and what I could do. So the first time I hit any point of contention, the first time I hit any adversity, I was ready to throw up the towel. I was ready to walk away from it all. And I, and I was ready to stop believing in God. The first moment it got hard, and I'm going to be 100% transparent with you guys, I moved out here to plant and serve a church, and I was rejected in every way you can imagine. Was was not welcomed in, was not accepted in so many ways. And when that happened, I was devastated. I was so devastated because I had built my affirmation around man. I had built my validation around being accepted by humans, by people. And I was using my gifts to get that validation. I was using my charisma and my being able to speak and be articulate and eloquent. Uh, I, this is a self-diagnosis, by the way. I think I speak eloquently. But, you know, I was using all that stuff to get affirmation. And the second I didn't get it, I was like, there's got to be something wrong with me. I've got to be imperfect. There's an imperfection somewhere. I got to... I got to be holier. I got to be, I was that guy on Sunday morning. That's uh, um, our friends. Uh, <laughs> the, we have, we're so blessed 
in the corner. So blessed to have mentors and, um, you know, there's married couples that have been doing it for, for a while. And our, uh, one of our friends, Jerry, um, love Jerry and Keita from, from Richmond. They are just the best, just literally no one to ask us the tough questions. And all of a sudden Jerry says, it's a barbecue talk. And I would do that. I would be at church and I would be barbecue voice and I would be like, Hey guys, and uh, Sunday morning, how you doing? Where are your Bibles? <laughs> you know, Bible check. And it's like, dude, you don't talk like that on Tuesday. <laughs> what are you doing? You don't sound like that. And I was trying to hold it together and keep it together. And I was trying to be this person because I needed this validation because I wanted to be accepted because this is what I called Moses to do. This is what I called myself to do. I need to come here. I need to do this. I need to do all this. And the truth of it was not what God was saying to do. It was not what God was calling me to do. It wasn't my tribe. It wasn't where I belonged. And I tried so hard to fit in. I started changing things about myself. I started changing my personality. It's like, cool. I can change my personality. I'll do that. Because I was, I had such, such a lack of identity that I was willing to become anybody I needed to be to get the validation I felt that I never received in my life. And, and church and my gifting and my walk, perfect. I'll use it. Bring it on. I'll do it. And it wasn't what God was calling me to do. It wasn't who God was calling me to be. And, and you know, as crazy as this is, like, people have natural discernment, no matter how mean they can be. You know, no matter how mean the world can be, the world can tell if you're faking it. You know, and I think all women have built-in really strong discernment, first of all, but, like, definitely the world. People definitely have discernment. People can, people can tell if you're authentic or not, or if you're being real, or if you're just putting it together and you're putting on, like Jerry said, the barbecue voice. <laughs> that, was so, that was so funny to me. You know, if you're putting on the, like, Saturday, Sunday morning voice, hey, guys, how you doing? It's like, you don't talk like that, you don't, you don't, that's be real, just be real. And so in my final closing point, I had to realize that after I identified what God was emptying me of, the things in my life that I was pushing, that I was campaigning for, when I had to understand that God removes things and it actually hurts, and it actually is dreams and things that you felt were going to make you happy, but it wasn't really where you were meant to be. I had to understand how to find peace and where I was at. Because here's the truth of it. I know this is going to sound, this, this sounds crazy to me thinking about this. And even last night, as I was talking to Nicole about today's message, and then like um, this morning, as I was kind of just, you know, like in the shower and like, you know, at the Keurig, which our Keurig's fine, by the way, if anybody was worried earlier, that was just for the sake of the message. Our, our Keurig's great. But, you know, I'm standing there at the Keurig waiting for my, you know, cup to fill. and I'm just thinking and I'm just like, man, it's kind of hard to admit this, but I actually don't have a purpose. And like, that is for a lot of people, it's like, oh, hey, no big deal. You know, just like pray and God will open a door. And, and then I'm like, no, but like the way I am, the way I'm built, I'm one of those like overachiever type people. I'm like one of those people like if we're playing taboo or we're playing like charades or something, I need to go undefeated. Like that's the kind of person I am. Like if, if I'm like playing Mark part against a like seven-year-old, 
I need to like destroy that kid. Like I need to win. I don't care. Like I'm just like, I'll play dodgeball with some fourth graders. I'm knocking everybody down. Like I, I'm taking names that day. I'm taking role today. Um, I'm that kind of person. So for me to think about like not having purpose is actually kind of like a hard thing for me to understand. It's kind of a hard thing for me to grasp. But here's the thing though. It's better that I be in a situation where I don't know my purpose than for me to force things that I really didn't even actually want to do and wouldn't have actually brought me any peace or fulfillment or conformity into God's will just for the sake of saying that, oh, I do music. That's my thing. Like people ask me, so what do you do? Oh, I do music. Oh, I do this. Oh, I'm that. Oh, I'm, I'm these things, right? I'm all these titles and all this stuff that I needed to reach around me and grab me to build up some kind of identity. Oh, I came out here to plant a church. Oh, I did this or that. And you'll know what those things are because when you meet somebody for the first time and they start asking you, it's the things, it's the qualifiers you throw out to define yourself. And I'm not saying that you need to be that person that's like, well, first of all, I'm a son of God. Second of all, I live in Gilbert, Arizona. It's like, no, again, don't be barbecue talk. Don't be Saturday, Sunday morning. Keep wanting to say Saturday morning, but, um, like, look at what you say in those situations. How do you define yourself? Like, look at those things that you use to build your identity around. Do you need to even say anything? Do you need to use anything? If that thing was removed from your life, would you be okay still? If that goal, if that dream, if that answer to that prayer, if that was removed from your life and God told you no indefinitely, like, it's just straight up always going to be a no, are you still going to be you? We have to find peace in those places of uncertainty because it's not about what we can do. It's about who God is. It's about what God has done and what he's, the work he's constantly doing in our life. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, it says, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his external glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And when I was reading that verse last night, the one that stood out to me the most was establish you. Understanding that what you're going through when you're in that emptying process, when you felt uncertain, when you feel like you're not getting an answer, when you feel like, hello, God, like, did the call drop? Is, is it something, I mean, I just, I was just curious because, like, I have, you know, I just haven't heard from you. And it's been, it's been a while. I was wondering, Lord, are you there? What's happening? Is it sin? Did I not pray enough? Am I not tithing enough? Am I not giving? What is going? Can I do something more to move you? Is there something I can do to move you? And it's like, no, it's a process. There's a prop. There's a process of establishment. Just like it says right here in First Peter, right here, chapter five, verse ten. A result of going through trials is, you know that sometimes we have a sense of hopelessness and meaninglessness because, and I don't know if meaninglessness is a word, I can't entirely guarantee that. But the point of it is that we, we feel those feelings after a trial because God has destroyed and broken down the preconceived notions that we had built up. And we don't know who we are when our goals and plans have been broken down and gods have not been established yet in us. But rest assured on his word knowing that he will establish us. You have to do those two things. And to, and to recount, uh, to recap today, we talked about emptying. What does that look like? How do you identify that? God's actually, unfortunately, it's not a no. It's a, 
no. Like, it's just, what do we do when we're told no? What do we do when something that we thought should happen is being broken down? And that's a hard thing because there's so many prayers out there. There's so many desires. There's so much hope deferred. There's so many things that we thought needed to be happening based off our calculation that actually is not at all what God was saying. How do we identify that? What does that look like? Okay. And then in point two, and our closing point, what I talked about was how do we find peace in that? You have to trust and stand on top of God's word, knowing that the, the emptiness that you might feel after he's brought something down is only a precursor to the fact that God will establish something. God will build something up in your life. And I wanted to uh, close out there. I had, I had a lot more to cover on that second point, but I know it's already going on pretty late today. So I wanted to move the call forward. And I know that we can talk about this a little bit more in Love, Life, Victory. But before we get into that, I wanted to give anybody an opportunity, if we have any first-time callers or anniversaries or birthdays, just you want to say good morning. If you just want to say hi, like just, yeah, feel free. Come off mute. Take this time to do that. Um, if you want to say good morning, now is your chance. So good morning, everybody. Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Awesome declaration, as usual. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Kedra. Good morning. This is Juanita. Great hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Moses. Auntie Dee Dee. Good morning, Dee Dee. Awesome prayer. Moses, it's Kashanda. We appreciate you. Good morning, Kashanda. Good morning, Moses. It's Gloria. Hey, hey, Gloria. Good morning. Any birthdays? I know there's. Oh, good morning. Sorry, who's that? Cynthia, I enjoyed your speaking. Oh, hey, good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. Yeah, I know there's always October birthdays. So anybody, anybody got any birthdays? I know we had a yeah, couple. Yeah, my mom, this is my mom, my sister, and my nephew, October 31st. Amen. See? Amen. It's it's Three. always October birthday. I don't know what it is. Didi, I knew we was related because my cousin, Cassie, her birthday is October 30th, 31st, too. So <laughs> oh, praise wait. the Lord. <laughs> and listen, y'all forgot my grandbaby, October 1st. Oh, yes. okay. And then, okay, I'm November 10th, and I'm going to say it. Y'all remember that. November 10th is my birthday and my anniversary. Hey, amen. Amen. Wow. Anniversary and birthday. October 25th, tomorrow, is my daughter's birthday. Good morning, Moses. This is Barbara Elsa Brady. Hey, hey, and happy birthday to your daughter. That is awesome. Tomorrow, 25th. Good morning. Good morning, uh, this is Michelle. Hey, good morning. Who else was that, too? It's Nikisha. Um, I, I just, you know, my, my nephew's birthday is in October, but because he's gone, I wasn't even thinking about it, but he still was born in October, so bless his soul. And my birthday, November 18th. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Amen. Okay, guys, November, come on. I mean, we're still, we got like, we got like weeks away. November, November needs a chill. Okay, guys. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just 
I'm kidding. I'm messing with you guys. I'm messing. Um, amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Second good morning. Um, th- again, thanks, everybody, for calling in. Um, like I said, today, you know, was more of a, a part two message to what I've been talking about last week. I, I really wanted to dive a little bit deeper, and, and I, I feel like I never get enough. I'm like, you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to talk to Dion and the team and just be like, I just need a four-hour slot one day, guys, and just let me – I just like talking. Let me just get everything out. Let me just put it all out there. And if anybody actually decides to call in, good. You know, but I, I feel like, yeah, it was hard for me to kind of compact it in again, part two. I, I might even have to further elaborate on this because I think it's such a big concept, something I really had in my heart for a while. And obviously, as, as I was sharing what has gone on in my own life, this was a big thing that I've experienced lately. This was something that I is really real to me. It really did affect me because, you know, I know that you hear the, the Moses on a Saturday morning for, for those that call in regularly and, and, and hear messages that, that I've given. And um, it's cool, right? It's good to hear that. But you don't see Moses on Thursday that might be quiet, that has kind of just had a long day. Like, you don't, we don't see that part of each other. You know what I mean? And, and it was something I had really been going through. It's something I was so happy to get revelation and answer on this last week and, and really these last, these last few months. Because I really feel that at some point we are all there in that place, and it's it's okay. It's okay to be in that place because God's constantly doing construction and deconstruction. And I and I gave a message a couple months ago using Fixer Upper, one of my favorite shows, as a analogy and how and before they could get they don't get started remodeling the kitchen and the living room before they have demo day. And they got to break down everything and they got to just break it down and their construction, they're taking hammers to it. There's the caterpillars out there. Um, you know, it's just like, it's, it's crazy, you know, but we have to remember that that has to happen in our hearts too, because there's so much eroding and, and, and just stuff that's just not up to code in, in our hearts that God has to break down first. And then he builds up though. And sometimes it's okay to be in that place because they don't start construction right away sometimes. Sometimes there's a week, there's two weeks. Sometimes God has to leave us in that place. And it's for our benefit. And I really wanted to talk about that today. I really wanted to share about that. And I wanted to get into that a little bit more, but that's okay. Um, if if it's God willing, you know, I will talk about that again more and kind of dive into deeper detail. But I hope the message today helped. And I, I hope that it was encouraging to someone at least maybe that can identify with this and has been going through this too. So I want to move us along. Oh yeah. Somebody have something? I just want to jump in and say, yeah, that is a hard truth. I wasn't asleep. I was trying to swallow the truth. That's why I couldn't talk. I was <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, you're, um, I, I totally understand. And some of the things hit really hard. And I was just like, and I had been asking myself the same question. And when you kept saying it may be me, I was like, it's not me. <laughs> and you said it again. I said, it's not me, Moses. But I totally appreciate how transparent you are, how you bring, you know, real life things that we all can, um, you know, understand and, and bring out. And um, yeah, yeah, that, that was, that was kind of hard. So I got the truth down, finally. Um, you said it all <laughs> But I love you. No. I love your declaration. Thank you. And no, you know, I, I want to just say to that real quick, like, I think that is the, maybe that is actually what we have to, to get is just accepting those, those hard truths. Sometimes, you know, as you're saying, it's like, it's not me. 
I can't tell you how many years I was like, it's not me. And I was telling my wife, I'm like, you know, what's crazy is that like, in my mind, I was never doing anything wrong. And she was laughing because I was telling her, and this is, you know, all you like anybody out there who you felt something, married couple, family member, whatever you felt like you've been trying to tell somebody they're, they're a certain way for a long time and they just don't listen until it finally hits them on the head. I was like, babe, I think I'm a control freak. And she started laughing. And I was like, first of all, you're laughing too hard. And I was like, you don't need to laugh that hard. I was like, and second of all, I, yeah, I really think I was trying to be, tell God how to do his job. And she was like, yeah, she was like, okay, first of all, like you do that and everything. You try to control everything. You try to make sure everything's accounted for everything, all these things. And it's like, she thought that was way too funny. It was not as funny as she laughed, as hard as she laughed. It was definitely, and she's listening. If she is listening right now, if you are listening out there, it wasn't that funny and God's working on me. Okay. So, but yeah, I, you know, I didn't think it was me either. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't think it was me until it was me. <laughs> so yeah, definitely, definitely a huge part of it. Thank you. Um, hey, Moses, but yeah. You know what? Can you hear me? I'm oh, sorry. go ahead. Yeah, no, I was yeah, just saying, don't be, don't be, uh, I'm, I'm Rochelle, don't be all up in my business because um, I mentioned my uh, birthday anniversary because, and I got my sister Gloria on the phone, she better stay muted, and anybody else who have known me any length of time, um, I didn't know, I'm going to say this out loud, I didn't know I was spoiled, be quiet, be quiet family, I didn't, I'm the youngest. Uh, of my siblings, I'm the youngest of my godchildren. Even I mean, uh, being a god, I have a lot of god siblings, but I'm the youngest. Like I've been the baby, but I'm about to be 53. And in my marriage, I'm the youngest, and so is my husband. And um, yeah, so sometimes I I get I, I get a little spoiled, and I didn't realize it until my daughter, who just had a baby, said, "Mom, you're just spoiled." And it's like to hear that hard down truth, and you're like, "I'm not spoiled, but I I, I am." So. I just wanted to tell you thank you for um, <laughs> making me check myself. I'm not a brat per se, but I just know that it's the birth order sometimes. So I just wanted yeah. to share that. Thank you for making me not be so bratty in my marriage, though. Okay, I'm going to mute. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree because you know who where it is, and I don't. I think she's at work right now, and I'm going to say it right now because I think her coworker's still there, so she can't come off mute. But I think it's actually Moni's fault because one time I heard Moni on the phone with Nicole and I'm just like coming out of the room and I hear my mom's on speakerphone and, and Nicole and her are talking and they'll like do like little impromptu like Bible studies sometimes. And so my mom's talking about this Bible verse, right, of God doing something. And I'm walking to the kitchen and, and it's just regular day. I hear my mom on speakerphone with Nicole and they're just talking and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I hear my mom say, yeah, and so what God did in that part was right here, but here's what I would have did if I was God. And when I heard that, I had to stop, and I was like, hold on, pause. If, here's how you would have wrote that part of the Bible if you were God? I'm like, I, I'm like, that's why I am the way I am right there. Like, I looked at her, and I was like, and I hate to put her on blast, but hey, sometimes it's learned behavior, guys, and we got to just break it down. But yes. anybody who's ever had her hound you down on a Friday or a Thursday night and say, hey, hope you got your message ready, I grew up with that, okay? So. Moses, <laughs> I have I have a trail. I have a paper trail. I have receipts about her <laughs> punking me. You know what I'm saying? 
I get hey, learning. while y'all laughing, I'm the newest of the bunch. I work with Moni now, and admittedly, these taxes that be popping up, you'd be like, um, uh, okay. Yeah, right. You don't say no. That. Do you say no? Uh-uh. You it's figure it out. I try not. Uh-uh. I'll be scared. I don't respond for a day or it's two. It's not possible. I'm telling you. It's hilarious. I that It's just funny to me because, like, you know, because sometimes, like, I'll hear my mom say something again, and I'm just like, man, that's just totally regular for her. Like, she just thinks that's just a regular thing to say. Like, it was funny growing up going through drive throughs because she would just sit there in the drive through and just tell somebody how to make her burger, and it would just be super detailed. There's, like, 15 cars behind us. I'm like, Mom, they, they know what they're doing, Mom. Just let's move it along. But, you know, that's the thing, though, too, is, like, I, I think I just – got to a point where I was just doing that in my life and my wife thought it was hilarious because she sees the similarities between the two of us and so yeah sorry mom I know you're on mute right now I know you can't come off mute it's the only reason why I'm putting you on blast on front street right now so um if anybody and we, love you, we love you Moni we love you we love you Moni yes yes um Anybody have anything else they want to share? Maybe something that uh, the Lord put on your heart. Maybe the message they maybe made you think about a little bit. Or if you have a war story with money. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Nikisha again. Um, You said so many uh, wonderful things, but what like stuck in my mind that was like crazy. Um, The the whole dodgeball thing. I just saw the ball just knocking everybody down. And that just like took me back to like San Francisco at Joshua Elementary, just being crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I just I you know right now I'm just trying to find like humor anywhere, and you know, of course there was a lot of like eloquent, and you do speak eloquently, by the way. Thank um, you. With, with the barbecue voice, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, oh but, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to find humor anywhere, and, you know, laughter is good for the soul. There's so many negative things going on. There's so much death and just disappointment and stuff. So just to hear something, like, so silly to somebody else just really just took me to, like, like endorphins being released and just to be able to face wow. another day. So I just, I thank God for your ministry. And then also for you to just know that sometimes that um, we hear what God says, but then we're trying to do it our way. And then yes. so that, that's where the disappointment comes in. But even if things didn't go how you want it to do, you're still planting and you just, you, you helping so many people by even with the analogies and just to with your barbecue voice. So love you to life, kiss that baby, hug your wife and just keep, I look forward to the next time you're able to uh, give us a word. Hey man, thank you. Honestly, thank you for the encouragement so much. And I was just thinking about that yesterday too. It's so funny you say that because um, man, that is so true. Like there is so much stuff going on around and like, I don't even like, I, I, I I mean, however anybody wants to receive this, uh, you know, feel free. But, like, I don't keep the news app on my phone anymore. Like, I just can't do it. I can't. It's just so much negativity everywhere. I don't have social media. I haven't had social media for a little while. And then when I did have social media, I only had it for a little while. But, like, I have to keep the outside noise tuned really low because I'm really sensitive, you know. And so 
Um, yeah, you know, I'm sensitive. It is what it is. But, um, you know, I just like, I, I think that we could still find joy in the Lord as our strength through tough times. And I've ha- and I know that because I've had to do that in life. And like, you know, I, like I said last week, you know, I, I joke about Moni, I joke about my mom and, but you know, the truth of it is, is like, we found at an early age that, you know, our life was hard, you know, like, especially before she got saved, our, our life was very, it was tough, you know, and, and her life was tough. She had a really, really tough upbringing, very, very hard. And, and we found humor. And I think our family does that is that we're able to, not that we don't take things seriously, but we're able to rely on humor as a source of strength because we're able to just remember where God's at in the midst of everything. And just remember at the end of the day that we do serve a God that is good, that is bringing everything together for his good. And so that's the way that we approach it. And like, that's what I always try to do, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's family, no matter what it is, like there's so many things that we have to be thankful for, but there's also such a massive God that we have to be joyful for. And I think we forget that part, you know? So yeah, I I totally agree with you. And, and it's not say even in my own life that things are just totally just perfect and all this stuff, but it's like, I know that you just got to find a way to laugh in it. You you really, really got to find a way to laugh in it. I really, truly think humor was the greatest gift God could have given us because it's just a way that we regulate things. Because if we didn't have humor, it would be just so dark sometimes. Like, it'd just be so crazy. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I wanted to, I wish, that's why I wish I had more time because there were some things I wanted to elaborate on a little bit more. But, um, and that totally reminded me of it, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for, for, you know, just always being so encouraging. And, and like I've shared with you before, like there's stuff you've said before, even that has encouraged me that has stuck with me throughout the week and throughout the months that I've just been like, man, that was really big. Like that really to share things and, and then to just be so positive and uplifting. You know, I definitely admire that about you. And I definitely um, have had to check myself on things. And, and remember that based off stuff you've shared. So thank you very much. Anybody else have anything, anything you'd like to share? Anything Lord's putting on your heart? Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Uh, thank you so much for the declaration. You always be having it turned up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm fired up and ready to go, but we are on a freeze alert out here in Washington. So pray for the weather. <laughs> so anyway, um, I like, I really, it really stood out to me when you, um, quoted first Peter five ten, and then you said, you know, find play, find a uh, peace in a place of uncertainty. And, and that made me realize and revert to the fact that like, I don't know exactly the address in the scripture where it's like, just humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And yes. in due time, he will exalt and lift you up. And so it's like, you know, everything that God is doing, you know, I, I receive it humbly for my life, but, um, I just wanted to share that, but thank you for your declaration. I can always relate to what you what you talk about. I thank God for um, your victory. Love y'all. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much for that encouragement. And, and I, I, I can't agree because there's been so many times where, you know, something happened recently with with my wife where there was a situation with family that was totally misunderstood, 100% misunderstood. And this family member you know, text messages, my wife cussing at her, calling her names, all these things. And if you know my wife, she's super chill. She's just like most respectful, loving, humble person you can meet. And it, it upset me. 
I felt that like South Bay coming out and I was like, all right, cool. So where do they live? Where do they try? You know, and I was just like, no, just quiet. Like let's, this was just, I was livid and I had to check myself and I had to humble myself and first realize, okay, that's not you. First of all, second of all, like your wife needs you right now. So my wife was really broken down about it really hurt and just like crying and and like it it just was super unnecessary super uncalled for and i had to tell her this i was like lord uh babe you know one thing i've learned about the lord is that i don't need to speak for myself if if i'm in the right and that person is wrong the lord is fully capable of of talking to that person for me and i told her that and you know what i'm saying because (laughs) i i was ready Man, I had to go on a drive, you guys, and I'm being real with you guys. I had to go on a drive because I started feeling something come out of me, an anger um, that was just like, man, this is not normal. I've never felt an anger like this to where I was like ready to just throw it down. I was thinking back. I'm like, well, man, the last time I got in a fight, I was like 22. So if you add eight years and I got stronger in those eight years, then I'm also smarter, but I'm slower. I was doing math. I was like, carry the three. I might be able to, okay, 20% strength. I'm going to, I'm what do they do? Uppercuts, Moses. Always do uppercuts. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I'm ready. I was ready. Carry the three. Right. He had a whole tactic. Praise the Lord. I was like, what do you do? I, and, and anybody that would have seen, like, God was probably busting up, like, you need to take your little five foot seven size three shoe. You need to get back in your house. You're not hurting anybody, right? But so I was, like, going, I, I had gone to drive, and I was like, you know what, Lord, I know that you're capable of speaking to this person. We're, we're going to just forgive them. Just let it go. We're going to, it's above us now. It is in your hands, Lord. I'm just going to let it go. And, and that, I just did it. I just let it go. And like two or three people I spoke to in the situation were like, man, they're they're like, I cannot say that I would have did the same thing knowing, reading what that text message said within days. I'm talking days. That person, that family member was broken down. The same exact thing that they did to my wife happened to them. And they came back and apologized to my wife for the way that they reacted in that situation that was t- and saying it was out of line. It was not okay for me to react that way. I'm sorry. And then my wife found out that the same exact thing happened to them. And I told her, God is, God will answer for you. If you let God speak and you don't rush to speak and go drive over to somebody's house or something, because it was some disrespectful. I'm just talking F-bombs and you're this and I'm blocking your number and all these things. Just like, Bro, come on, dude. Are you serious? Like, be an adult. Like, and I was like, don't, but don't do anything. Let God can take care of it. God can, God will handle it. And he did. He did handle it. And within days, this person was, was calling up my wife and apologizing. And, and, and it's so powerful. Just humble yourself. Just be humble. Because I knew that I wasn't perfect. There was areas that I had, my response to God about situations could have been seen in the same way by the same level of disrespect of just like, you're just going to do your own thing like that. Like you're just going to go off script like that. Like, who are you? That's not, that's not who God made you to be. And I had to check myself that I was just as guilty to God and I had to let it go. I had to humble myself under his mighty hand, just like that verse that was just dropped right now. And that's why it's so powerful because 
there's so many moments where we think the audacity that someone would speak to me like that, my wife like that. I'm like, man, like, wow. Do you not know that I could demolish an entire fourth grade class in dodgeball? Like, do you not know what I can do? And it's like, you know, we have to step back and remember those things, you know, it's really hard, but it's really important to do that stuff. So that's a great reminder. Thank you for that. Um, I just wanted to share that little story, by the way. But, um, does anybody else have in here? Oh, well, yeah, go ahead. A, um, Keith Daniel in the Victory Room uh, posted a minute ago that said, I wanted to speak, but my nose, my nose and running, my nose was running and eyes are flowing with grateful tears for Brother Moses' message. Thank you. So I just wanted you to Ooh. get that they were wow. Keith Daniel um posted that. So I wanted to make sure you, you got that. Grateful to Amen. Amen. Wow, thank you for that. That's a, that's a huge praise report. Thank you. Um and to Daniel, if you listen to the playback to this part right here, you know, just know that we're clearly we are all in it. <laughs> I mean, there's none of us that are that are above it and God is no respecter of man but or respecter of men, but you know, like we are all in that together and and man, that is just so huge. So um, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that too. All right. So times like this, I wish I had social media, you know, but um, yeah. Does anybody else have anything, man? This is such rich talk. This is so good. I just want to thank everybody for contributing so far. And um, man, I love this. I'm just so blessed by this, you guys. So does anybody else have anything on their heart to, to share? Come off mute. Well, I just want to say, okay, Amen. go ahead. Good morning. This is Chantel. Um, I just wanted to say that I often walk towards the, walk toward the, uh, the, the lake <laughs> that's green mm-hmm. and slimy. So I appreciate <laughs> you bringing up your daughter and, and, and clarifying it in that kind of way. Cause I, I, I do it and don't realize I do it until I'm deep right. in water and I can't swim and I'm, I'm covered in funk. And then I'm, I wonder how I got there. Um, so I just wanted to say I appreciate the way you brought that up. And I'm going to look for today, at least, when am I trying to go towards the lake? Yeah, seriously. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. For, um, before I, I respond, there was somebody else uh, before Chantel, too, that was. Uh, uh, sure. Oh, that was me, Kedra. I just wanted to. Um, just add an additional thank you because I am encouraged every time you preach and I mean, every time you uh, share a declaration and I apply it to my life. So, no, not the more you teach, the more you get. That's one of my <laughs> things. I do. I apply it to my life and it helps me to grow. So, amen. I thank, thank you. God for you. Thank you. Amen. And to Chantel, um, I wanted to just say too, um, you know, like I, Man, I can't even, like, count how many areas that I find myself in the funk, like in the the green, grimy. I was just, like, walking with my daughter, too, yesterday we were at the park, and I'm, like, and I'm, like, one of those, like, not like a germaphobe, but I'm just, like, oh, that's gross. Like, let's just, you know, like, let's walk over here a little bit. And, like, you know, I'm walking around as we're walking in all this, and the ducks everywhere, and there's food and just garbage and some of these things. It's just waste and all this other stuff and you know i think the truth of it is is sometimes it's not that we are there it's the because i am there in so many areas of my life you know and i have been there in so many areas of my life that god has delivered me out of or that it's not even a matter of deliverance but just something that i needed to go through because i needed to see who god was in that and you know and what i think about with bella is that bella has zero fear 
this child is absolutely, you, you know, when I tell you guys that Bella is fearless, I mean, this child has not an ounce of fear. She will go towards, it'll be the, sometimes I got to be careful because like, she'll see like a big dog and she's like, I'm going to go make that dog my friend. And she starts walking towards it and everything. And I'm like, Belle, no, what, hey, what are you doing? Stop. No, don't do that. That's a, that is a big dog. That is a horse. That person. And I'm like, do they even have a permit to have a dog that big? And, and the reason is, is because she knows that I'm there with her. And I always see it so many times. She'll just fall backwards sometimes because she knows I'm right there. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And I think that God wants to get us to a place where we just fall backwards with him. God wants to get us to a place that we will go right face to face to every big dog in our life. We will go to those areas. We, don't, we, will, go to those, we will go to anything because we know who our father is. Because like I said, so many of us have a consequential um, view towards God. We just don't see God as a father. But imagine how different our life would look if we saw God as a father. And the reason why Bella knows I'll be there for her, and I know this, is because the times that she has fallen or she has hit herself or she has, like, you know, got hurt or something. And I'm going to be straight up with you guys. There's been times where, like, Bella was choking and my entire body froze and I went straight into flip her over, scooped out what was making her choke. I mean, choking bads where she was losing color and not making sound. And I had to go in there and scoop out from her throat what was in there. And she sees that I will do anything for her, that I will, I will go to any length for her, that I will run after her, that I will pursue her, that I, I am her father, that there's when she messes up, I don't get mad at her and start like abusing her or anything or just being like upset and screaming at her. No, I, I just, I bring her into somewhere where she'll succeed in when she messes up. And, and I think that God lets us go through that because he wants to show us like the price was paid on the cross. We are on the other side of the cross. We're on the other side of history. Now God did that. So he can be a father to show us who he is. And what happens is like, just the same way I've showed Bella those things, I know that the Lord desires to show us that he is our father. It's not all, you're done, you're going to hell. It's the it's end. It's like you are on the other side of the cross. Maybe before we were, we were limited to certain things before, but we have an expanded covenant now. How much more glorious this one, Paul says, than the other one. If the other one was filled with glory and Moses had to cover his face, how much more this one that is contained within each one of us that carries that theme, that culture of the cross. So, like, I want to encourage you with that today. I hope that that finds you well. And, and I say that respectfully because I don't know what you're going through. But the truth of it is, is that, like, God is a loving father. But we don't know that until we're in the funk and we're in the water with the ducks. And he's just like, I'm going to pull you out. I'm going to get you. And I'm going to get you again. And I'm going to get you again. I'm going to get you again. And I'm going to get you again. And I'm going to get you Tuesday. And I'm going to get you after that. Because we forget sometimes that it's always there for us. And it's always perfect. And it's always love. So, yeah, and that's what changes. And the Bible says, do you not know that his kindness is what leads us to repentance? I think that's so beautiful. Like, it's not, it doesn't say it's his wrath that leads us to repentance. The Bible specifically says word for word, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And those are all very real things like wrath and anger. And yeah, and a lot of people like preaching about that stuff, probably more than they like talking about other things. But it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And God is described as purely just being love. God is love. Like that's what it's saying. God is. He is love. So it's like we have to remember that, you know, and hold on to that. And I, and I hope that encourages you today and, you know, finds you, um, finds your heart that 
that he is our father. It is very loving. So yeah, man, I, and I can relate to you so much. I can relate to that. Even in this moment right now, as I stand here, I can totally relate to that. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. And um, yeah, man, that's just so encouraging for me too, you know? So does anybody else, uh, I'm going to, I will get into prayer in a little bit, but I definitely wanted to leave some time if anybody wanted to share anything or, or just, you know, say hi or whatever. But like, if you have anything on your heart, you want to share it right now, please feel free to do so. Hey Moses, it's mom. Yeah. I'm at work for how to make this really, really fast. Like, super fast because the phone's going to ring any minute. I couldn't talk earlier and I wanted to talk. I wanted to get y'all back, but somebody was right next to me. And so I couldn't jump in, but I heard all of you and all of you guys are going to get a call from me today. As I'm scheduling y'all because I have insight of what God wants for you guys, for your guys' walk. I, and I'm trying to help God push you there. <laughs> He specially talks to me at night and tells me which one of y'all to call. <laughs> okay. And which one of y'all I need to do a declaration now. So I, I, I got your names on my list, and you guys are going to be getting calls from me. But <laughs> real quick oh my before my phone rings, real quick before my phone rings, um, I love your analogies, how you use Bella. I mean, that's that's great because we can all relate to it. I love the fact that that God loves us so much. He will wait for us. He will let us walk away. He will walk with us when we think we're taking the wrong path and we think we're backsliding and we think, oh my God, we live with this guilt. And, you know, we just, we, we did bad. We went down the wrong path. You know, we got high again, whatever it is, you know, um, um, uh, you know, we, we just backslid, but you know what? God allows things because it's for his glory. It's for his, mm-hmm. for our, our testimony. Our trials are our testimony, but he allows it to happen. It's part of the process. It's part of the plan. It's part of the walk that you need to do. You need to get through that so that you can be able to reach the person that God needs you to reach. So he doesn't want us to live in filth. He wants us to know that, hey, I'm going to be with you when you go through that. When you backslide mm-hmm. tomorrow, I'm going to be with you. I love you. That's right. how much I love you because I need you. And, and guess what? I'm going to protect you while you're th- while you're going through it too. I'm going to protect you. And that's great to know that that that's the kind of God that we serve. Is that He knows what we're going to go through before we go through it. We don't have to hate ourselves for Him. He, we can just learn from it. Get ourselves, pick ourselves up, dust the dust off of us, and keep walking. Keep walking the walk. What you went through, you needed to go through that one more time. You needed to go through that. You needed to fall. You needed to fail because that's part of the plan. Look at it that way and give God the glory instead of giving the enemy the glory. In any case, in any case, um, (laughs) again, thank you for your message. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) It's it's Um, all good. I know it's good. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. I I know you got to go back to work. Yeah, I I got you. I love you guys. I love you guys and God bless you. Okay, Mo, Mo, pour, I hope I pray God pour back into you for the next message. Thanks, Mom. And I'm excited to see you guys next weekend. I'm I'm really happy you guys are coming to visit. But um, you know, the the biggest thing from that too is is yeah, absolutely. I I, I was talking to that reminds me. You know, last night I was talking to my mentor and we were on the phone late last night and just really catching up and talking about life and um, 
you know, I was telling him I genuinely, cause we, we have some, you know, a lot, a lot of mutual, uh, there's a lot of mutual things we, we have in life, you know, and things that we both gone through. And, and I was telling him, I genuinely believe that a, a lot, a lot of people and a lot of us in our testimony, it is very calculated by God. Like it has to happen for a set amount of time. There's a certain amount of setbacks. I was, and this is just my personal theory. And I was telling him about this and he was agreeing. He was just like, you know, yeah, it just seems a lot of times like we don't know what somebody has to go through to fulfill what God qualifies as their testament. You know what I mean? And their testimony. And so, um, yeah, just seeing those kinds of things and understanding that God knows that is the biggest thing that I want to share with that. And, you know, that's what that made me think of, of what you were just sharing right now is that God knows, you know, and God is right there. And so many times we are so caught up on the consequence aspect, which is, yes, there is real consequence to our decisions, especially if you're doing something that is hurting somebody. Yes, but, like, it's just a fact of the matter that a lot of the things that we go through, though, it's still a fact in a matter of, of communicating with God and understanding. And the one thing I, re- I just real quick before I open it back up, um, Mom, what I wanted to share about with you is I remember – I was like a late bloomer in so many things. Like I didn't even have like a girlfriend until I was like super older and like, I didn't like party or anything in high school or any of that stuff because I was, I was a nerd. I'm going to admit it. I was a nerd still am very much in a lot of ways, but um, you know, I, I always knew that whenever I did do something like, like the first time, like I smoked a cigarette or did things like that. Like I always went and talked to you guys like, because I wasn't, I didn't think about consequence with you and dad. I knew that I needed to just talk with you guys or when I was in trouble or I made a mistake or something bad happened. Like I always, I was very eager to go talk to you guys because I knew that if I can just talk to my parents right now, I know that they'll clear things up because you guys always had this way of like reassuring me and just knowing like, yeah, you screwed up, but like, let's, we're going to get through this together. And like, you don't ever do this again. Like that was the big thing. Like it was like, Hey, we're going to talk with you. Like, but like, don't ever do this again, but just know that, like, we're here with you. And so I wasn't afraid to tell you guys things, and I didn't hide things from you guys, because I knew that if I could just talk to my parents, if I could just, I just need to get my mom on the phone or just call my dad or something, like, I just need to hear their wisdom. Like, I just remember knowing that you guys always had an answer. And I think that what I needed to do is I need to learn how to get to that place in life with God where I knew that it wasn't a situation where I was hiding these things or continuously relapsing back into stuff because I needed to just talk to God. I just needed to talk to my father. I needed to hear God's word. I needed to read God's word. I needed to hear from him. I needed to just spend time with him. I needed to retreat back into my father. And and I think that that is, is kind of where I, I noticed the times in my life where I went wrong is where I lost sight of that. So yes, and thank you to to you and and that for always establishing that in me at a young age too. Even though I was a little nerd and like when I did something wrong, it was like, oh, you know, still a comic book, but you know, like, you know, something like that. But um, yeah, so thank you totally. Um, And thank you for, I know you probably took a break to to come out here and say that. So I appreciate that. Uh, Does anybody else have anything? I'm going to get into some prayer, but I wanted to open it up. If anybody still has anything to share, you know, I would love to hear from you. I, I know the, I know we would love to hear from you. So um, anything at all in your heart to share, feel free. Just that Didi wasn't on the call at all. I just sent you. Right, right. El, Moses, did you get that elbow I just sent you? Because um, you got me in trouble. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's I knew all y'all but was getting <laughs> right, Gloria. But but you know, genuinely, um, I know when Moni asked me a question to do something, that God has already pulled, has already you know tugged me in that area. So wow. the, it's real talk. Moni is definitely um, being obedient to what God tells her to do. So I appreciate you, Moni. I just you know, hey, that's like, that's for real. <laughs> that's for that is for real because I can't tell you guys how many times. I've been going through something hard and I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not, I'm, I'm saying I haven't said a word to anybody. I'm just struggling. I'm one of those people that I kind of like when I'm struggling, I'll sit in it silently. I won't, I won't really reach out. I won't talk to people or anything. And my mom never fails. will text me. She'll be like, what's wrong? When can I call you? Call me, call me when you get a chance. Or she'll be like, Hey, dot, dot, dot. What's on, what's wrong? What's going on? Every single time never fails. Like I will not say anything. And she'll just be like, the Lord just told me to reach out to you. The Lord told me this or that. The Lord told me to do. Uh, the Lord told me to text you, or, or it'll be like I'm struggling. I'm just really down, and she'd be like, "Hey, when do you have time? I got a word for you, but I'm getting the verse right now." And it's just like ah, oh, every time, and then every single time, it's always a hundred percent spot on. Like, and it's convicting. It's not just all like, "Oh, hey, everything's gonna be okay." It's it's convicting. It's straight up. It's real, and it's like, hey. Don't lose track of God. Don't lose sight of God because this, this, and that, that, this, and this. So, yeah, I totally can, I can confirm that, you know, I can totally stand by that too. Um, so, yeah, and we, we love you, Moses. So, hey, Moses. <laughs> Moses. This is yes. Didi. I just want to say the first time I met your mom, I mean, we had been on a call, but, and, and I'm going to shout out our Niners because it was at the Niner game. Ooh. And it was so much power. I kid you not. To 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 get to hug her and and I and actually the um the anniversary just popped up because that's when we lost to them raggedy Buccaneers but that's not another story. Um, <laughs> just the the rep, rep the reverence and the respect that that I get you know that that Moni gets from me um, because she's so powerful and I agree um, Michelle you're new you're a newbie to the group kinda but whenever I get a message and it's like but I have this to do because you know my weekends. Even the morning declarations I used to do because I have the you know the preschool stuff like that. But whenever I get that message, I'm like, ooh, ooh, oh, I gotta re re reschedule. You know, what I mean, I gotta figure it out because yeah. I mean, you know, it it just means so much because you know that that's the Holy Spirit speaking to her. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, ooh, I mean. I got to figure it out. So I just, I'm so grateful for who she is and how she's um, helped me to grow spiritually. And, and when you, um, I'm going to say this really quick, because you talked about your wife and how that person disrespected her. That's growth, bruh. Because, (laughs) because I mean, I already know. And you, you yay area born. So it's nothing for us to throw hands. So I'm just grateful that that, because I learned today, I'm, I'm, I'm learning, because I'm that one that would have probably, you know, bat, bat might or whatever, but to stop and just let God do it, it reminds me of the song Defender. Like, he really does go before we even know, yeah. right? And he comes back with the head of our enemies, and so that's what happens. Just let God yeah. do it. So I'm thankful that you shared that. I love you so much, and I'm glad you're going to spend time with your mom and, and family this weekend coming up. That's a blessing. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? It is growth, you know, I mean, because I think for me, it comes back to myself. I'm, and I'm just like in this place, you know, it's funny you say that because it's like, I'm not from little Arizona town. Like you can say things like, I, you know how many times I've sat in traffic on the 880? You know, you know how it's Bay Area. <laughs> I'm like thinking to myself, like, 
this is not like I, I the I, you know I I said audacity, but it was just a shock that how can you talk to another adult like this? Like how and then family of all those things, you know. So like to be able to step back, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent growth and and just doing the right thing because I, I was yeah I was really in a oh man I was like really upset you know but and 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 it, and I think for me this was the first time in my life I had ever been upset at something that had nothing to do with me really you know what I mean like I it wasn't sent to me it wasn't about me it wasn't anything I had done this was me entirely feeling that feeling come up on behalf of my wife and wanting to protect my wife and and you know things like that so I I totally understand things like that now you know I, I and and it just taught me a lot it just definitely humbled me but that's why I thought the humility thing was so big about that is because I was like oh my gosh wow man Man, I just totally, yeah. Who's that, sir? This is Gloria. Oh, hey, Gloria. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that was it. I was just kind of joking and, you know, you know, responding okay. to that with kind of what went through. Well, I appreciate the de- declaration. I appreciate you. One of the things that, that this declaration this morning um, has had brought my mind back to was the fact that, um, and a lesson that I'm learning is that, no matter what it is that we where we figured we jacked up so much, it wasn't a jack up when we're in God because God already knew that was going to happen and He uses exactly. it, to, it uses it to His glory, and it's good for us so that we learn the lessons of Abba, learn the lessons mm-hmm. of being connected to Him, learn the lessons of how He He redeems every single thing in our lives and the and the blessed the how much peace that actually gives me with my past, me with the things that I, where I, I got it wrong, even in knowing him, and I still was uh, off the chain in some areas about some things. It, that, the measure of peace that it gives me with me, wow. that God is infinite, and God is all wise, and God is holy, and God is sure about what he's chosen and, and, and designed and directed me to how he's ordering and, and directing myself, I, I, it, this just blessed me. It just, just all of this, everything God is doing is just blessing me, and I'm thankful wow. to him for that. Because wow. it, it, there's nothing, to, for me, it's nothing like making peace with my past. And I'm talking about my before Christ passed, passed. I'm talking about even after I came to know him and even after the ways I stumbled, sometimes I jumped off the ship, how God just, even in all of that, he loves me. Wow. He's ordered and designed and directed my life. And in the volume of his books, it's written of me. Wow. And he's sure to perform that. So God bless you. I love you, brother. I really appreciate you. I appreciate Moni. And I'm like, y'all, when I get, when Natasha sent me a date or whatever, and it's like, uh-oh. Okay, then. <laughs> all right. Let me just shut up and <laughs> Shut up. I don't care what you got going on. Just shut up. Lock up, (laughs) ma'am. I'm going back on mute. Oh, my gosh. You better go back on mute. You're going to get us all in trouble right now. No, I'm just kidding. But um, you know what, man? I'm I'm not going to lie. That really – I started getting – I started feeling emotional as you were sharing that right now. It really struck a chord in my heart because – and what you're saying – 100% 100% biblical, 100% all of it, 100%. And it, it's just like when you get convicted, when you hear something so real, so passionate, 
by somebody who has been through it and it hits your heart and you just start feeling your eyes get that little hurt and they're starting to get watery because you know that you know that they know what they're talking about. And I got that when you're talking right now because, you know, I look at Job and what you say is what I say when you can find this in the Bible, exactly what you said. Look at Job, right? When all those friends came to say things to him, the reason why Job had to repent for them, what he was told to repent for his friends, you know what it was, was because exactly what you're talking about. Even in Job's error, and Job was wrong in what he was doing, and God addressed him and told him in the areas he was wrong, they were wrong because they didn't demonstrate God's character and understanding that sometimes it's not a matter about what you did to get there. It's a matter about who is God while you are there. Who is God while you're stuck in that place? Who is God while you're healing? And they didn't demonstrate, his friends didn't paint God properly in that, and they sinned in that way. And Job repented for them because Job's issue wasn't a matter of what he did to get there, because we all know the entire point of the book of Job is that it doesn't matter what you do because it's not what you do that gets you there. It's the fact that God demonstrates his character when we are there, when we are in that place, when we have been stuck in that. Because how many of us have told somebody on the phone, like, hey, honestly, you're just like wrong in this and you're wrong in this and that. And how many of us someday are going to be standing in heaven giving an account for the bad advice that we gave? How many? And it's exactly in alignment with what you're saying. It's all calculated. When you're on this side of the cross, it is all calculated. It is all, I, I, it's identified how the amount of days you're going to struggle with that thing that you've been struggling with, the amount of days that you're going to be mad because God didn't answer that prayer, the amount of days that you didn't get breakthrough, the amount of days, like God knows every hair on our head. He, if, what I take that as is that he definitely has greater detail on the more important things too. And, and so that's why that's so huge to me. And that's why now when I see somebody struggling and going through things, I, am, I do two things. One, I'm very calculated about the energy I expend on that spiritual, mental counseling venture because I know that it doesn't matter what I'm going to say to them. They need to still go through it because I know younger guys that are right now and they're dating and they're, they're like, oh, man, you know, like I fell, like I or I ended up hanging out with this girl too long. Can you just pray for me? Cause I just feel fear coming in now. And like, I just feel like I'm, I'm not going to be able to reach God. And I'm like, I know that no matter what I tell them, they're going to make the same mistake next Sunday. I know that no matter what I tell them, they're going to make the same mistake next Friday. I know that I have friends that's like, man, I just keep giving into anger, bro. I don't know what it is. And like, they're like, I know that no matter what I say to them, they're going to give into it the next time they're on the and that 880 traffic and they're trying to tell somebody to go around and they flip them off and they follow that person or whatever it is, you know, like I know that that happens. I know this happens. So God knows that too. But see, the thing is, is that are we going to stay? Because the second thing that I do is that I just stay in relationship with them because I know that what I have in me is greater than what's in this world. He who is in you is greater than he is in the world. So I know that if I just stay in relationship with them and I play the long game, what I have in me, if it's the real deal, if I really hear from God and I'm really a minister of the Lord, then what I have in me is going to bear fruit and it'll bear fruit in them in any season. And it will ultimately bear fruit because not all fruit is, is born the same. So I know that it will take time and that if I am, if I am what I think I am, then I will see it in my fruit and I will see that people see results in their life and that then they will go and share that. And that is the two sink two biggest things that I stand on and the most in that situation, because I know that I can't sit there and tell somebody, well, what did you do? 
well, what got you there? Well, let's take a look and analyze this. And then it's like, God already can do that. I don't need to do that. I don't need to make their problems my problems. I just need to tell them, okay, now what are you going to do to get yourself out of it? How are you going to go to God to get out of it? Go to God. Don't come to me because I'm, I'm not going to convict you. You can tell me to your blue all face, you know, to your blue in the face all day about the things you did wrong because you want to feel better. But go to God. Talk to God. God will convict you. God's going to guide you. You know, and pushing people back to God, giving them the power to take things back to God, and just knowing that we have to guard our, our, our pearls. We have to guard our energy, guard what we're pouring out. Because when you pour out to somebody, you then need to go and spend time with God because you're going to be empty. And what does Paul say? Don't be sure to disqualify yourself, you know, from the race after you've ministered and done things that you would go and sin and do something afterwards because you're empty and you didn't go fill up back with God. So that's so on so many layers. What you just said was so powerful, was so just piercing for for what I just shared, because like that's what it hits me with right away. And that's what I, I, I get. It gets deposited in my spirit as a response to everything you just said right now, because I'm like, man, I've seen that. That is so real. I can relate to that so much, you know? So thank you for sharing. That's so powerful. Um, wow. I'm just so blessed today, you guys. This is just, I mean, I agree. I am so blessed taking all this in and just everyone's wisdom, man. Like, it's just so heavy. Like, just hearing all your wisdom and everybody, it, it just so blesses me so much. You know, I'm so humbled. I'm just so humbled. So, so, so humbled. Um, does anybody else have any closing thoughts, you know, anything you want to close out on before I start praying? I'm just so excited to pray too. So I don't mind whatever you have to say or, or however many people we have to share. Like, I just love hearing all this. And I know that God is using this time uh, to minister because even if, if you share and you talk and you're not the person that's just on mute the whole time, you don't know that there's people that are on mute all the time that are so blessed by the things that you say. So if you have something on your heart, don't be afraid to share it. Good morning, God morning. Well, hey, uh, hey, bro. Good doing, morning. Good, morning. Good, good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Trying to get a little bit of work in myself, um, so it's hard to get in, especially during the mornings now. But um, I just wanted to come in, jump in real quick, and tell you one: I appreciate not only your declaration, but your consistent reminder of um, and my sister Gloria just blood sister, by the way. Gloria just um put an exclamation point on. The, um, what you remind me of was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they came out the fiery furnace. They did not smell the smoke, did not no scent anything. The constant reminder you're doing your declarations of your past does not define your future and what you've done in the past. I mean, I, I don't know what my train of thought is, but my words may not align with my train of thought. But they, um, bottom line, what I'm trying to say is. The things that we've been through and the things that we have gone through, and even some cases the things that we will go through, has does not determine what God has already spoken and put in order. And it's just a matter of keeping faith with him and uh, trusting him and walking in what he is called to be. So I just wanted to um, thank you for that constant reminder. Absolutely. Amen, bro. Thank you so much. And, and thank you for sharing. And it's always a blessing to hear from you. And, and, and you have that encouragement and that I, it just comes through in your voice. And I don't know if anybody's ever told you that, but you absolutely, absolutely have that gift. And it's, it's absolutely in your wisdom. It's absolutely in your voice. And here's the thing. I could feel it through your testimony, even though I don't know it. 
And, and I look forward right. to hearing that someday, but I just want to thank you for sharing that. And thank you for the encouragement. And I agree too, with what Gloria is saying, you know, like I can't, I, I literally can't echo that enough, but I mean, it's just so powerful, man. Just so, so powerful. So, um, thank you. Thank you. Does anybody else have anything? Hey, um, uh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Just, just real quick. I know you're not on social media, but, um, at some point, maybe we can do mutual of somebody else that, we can uh, exchange information and we can actually talk. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know what I do, you too. I always throw in my, um, my, uh, my email. I, I did this normally, uh, but maybe somebody can, can post it in the victory room. If, if you ever do have a question, someone, anybody, or just want to reach out or anything, just maybe something I taught on or, or elaborate on something, I usually I've thrown my email in in the victory room. I don't know if everybody has Facebook, but it's m o s e s a b r e g o at gmail dot com. Just and this goes for anyone listening right now. Just please feel free to throw me an email if there's just something you want me to elaborate on or or just to touch base on something. Please feel free to to shoot me an email. That's m o s e s a-B-R-E-G-O at gmail.com. Just shoot me an email. Um, I always check my email. I get them to my phone. So, like, I, I usually am very good at responding to those normally, um, unless I'm just super just, you know, wrapped up. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Totally feel free to use that. And if someone could post that in the, the victory room if they get a chance, and if you if you can't or no one does, that's totally fine, too. I'll, I usually throw that out. But, I have forgot to do that these last couple um, declarations this month, but I normally do do that. I, I do normally mention that. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, definitely. Um, and before we get into prayer, any anybody else, um, any, anything else at all that you'd like to share on your heart or something or anything? All right, going once, going twice. All right, let's do it. So I'm going to close this out in prayer. I just want to thank everybody. If you're still on, on, on the call right now and stayed on with us, to, I know you just you definitely got blessed by hearing everybody's wisdom and what everybody shared today, and, and I'm just so thankful for that too. Um, I want to encourage you to step out. I want to take this time actually real quick to just say, like, if this is something you would like to do and, and would like to let God speak through you, Definitely get in touch with the team. Definitely get on Facebook. Get get on the Victory Room. Reach out. And, um, you know, it's the Victory Room. It's a public group. I, or I believe it's a public group. I could be wrong about that. Somebody is definitely it's public. on that It one. is. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So it's a public group on Facebook. It's the Victory Room. Um, man, get in there. There's so there, – there's like – I think when I had Facebook, there was like a good couple thousand people in there. But, like um, – you know, I encourage you just some way we always need help in some area, whether it's technical, whether it's on the admin team and scheduling people on scheduling speakers, or if it's like we like greeting and hosting. Like, I can't tell you guys how many times I've called in at like 555 and I'm just like half asleep and I just I'll put the phone on mute next to my pillow. And the second I hear the greeter or the host, I just immediately get filled with joy and I'm immediately blessed by the greeter or the host and the prayer warriors, obviously. Wow. I mean, I can't tell you just how powerful even today's prayer, just like everyday prayer and corporate praise, like we're constantly looking for people. So I would ask to, 
ask you, you know, if you feel led, step out or ask for a mentor, somebody who can teach you how to do it. And I know that the team will get, will get you linked up. And there's so many great teachers on the call. Like it's, it's crazy how many great teachers there are. So I want to encourage you to do that. And, and if you can give, if, if financially it's possible for you to give uh, something to help out with the ministry, definitely give. Um, I know that they have the cash app and the, and the Venmo and all those things up there um, on the victory room. So Go ahead and check that out. Check the website out. But I'm going to close this out in prayer. So let's do it. Um, Lord, I just thank you, Father, that we're able to we're able to constantly have a back and forth with you. And I just want to real quick ask if uh, if uh, you guys can go on mute if you if you if you came off mute or if you just haven't checked mute because uh, we're getting a lot of background noise right now. Uh, we're almost there. We're almost there. A couple more minutes, I promise, guys. But um, Lord, I just thank you. And I just, I, you know, I just thank you for your grace, Lord. I just thank you for your mercy, your grace, your patience with us. And that just sticks out to me so much that your kindness is what leads to our repentance. And I want that to just rest on us today because it's so subtle. It's so gentle. And it's just so you, God, that you can do such magnificent things with less, with, with tenderness, with just the stillness, with the softness, that you can reach and penetrate to the core of our heart. Lord, it is only you, only you, God. We, 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 cannot, we can do that. We absolutely can do that, Lord. So I thank you that, that it is you, Father. I thank you that, that you're the one that's constantly shaping us in a reflection of your character, Lord, through these things. But, Lord, you know that it's hard, Lord, that it, it's hard for us to let go of these things because we don't know how to let go of the things that you see that are wrong for us that we think that are right for us. And you know that that was the hard thing between you and I, that, that I wouldn't get to you no matter how many times we talked, no matter how many times that, you know, I went to you and all the drives where I was, you remember that I was crying, I was going to, and I couldn't give things up to you. I ask that you help all of us to see those things. Lord, the, the times, the stuff that I, they were, and I know that you remember this because it was the things that were so built in to what, who I was. They were just a part of me. It was like cutting off my arm, you know, and, and, but I thank you that you gave me the strength to do that because I wouldn't have been able to do that without you. And I just thank you so much for just being my loving father, for being there for me, for always just reminding me that I can do it, that it doesn't matter what I've been through. It doesn't matter how much I've failed. It doesn't matter the crazy, crazy path that, that I've had and all these things, you, you still made a way. And I ask that you do that for everybody, Lord. I ask, that, I ask that you just show it today. Father, I ask that you just give us the strength to make those decisions, to move away from the, the thought process that is like man, and that we would adopt your thought process. And I pray that for each one of us, Lord, that we would see the success in our life. Everybody listening to me right now that agrees with this prayer, Lord, that we would receive the God processor mind, that we would receive your discernment, that we would have a wise and discerning heart so that we could lead your people, Lord, that we could lead people with our gifting, with our knowledge, with our understanding, but with that wise and discerning heart, because I know that it with, comes with that is a successful life, a tough one, but a successful life, Lord. So I pray that over each one of us, and I just thank you for who you are. I just want to I, I take a moment to just give you honor and praise, because you are so good. This is all about you. This all comes back to you. It's who you are. It's what you've done in each one of our life as if it's not evident by each one of our testimonies, just what you're capable of, the things that you've done. And there's things that some of us have never even shared that are so mind boggling. It's just, it's crazy to think about. So 
Thank you for being just an uncontainable force, Lord. Thank you for just being so quick to rush to us. Even if you don't say what we want to hear, Lord, you are always there with us. Every moment that we were hurt, that we were broken, that we were afraid, that we thought we were alone, we were never alone. You were always right there. So shape us, Lord. In reflection to that, in response to that, shape us, Lord. I just thank you, Father. I, I'm just so humbled by you, Lord. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Thanks for sticking on. Thank you for sharing, everybody that shared. And if you didn't share, thank you just for sticking around. I, I really appreciate you. I know on behalf of the team, we all appreciate you guys. And have a nice weekend, everybody. Please uh, be safe out there um, and, and just be, be praying for our world right now, guys. We, we really just need... We need intercessors, okay, and, and build an intercessor if you are one. Um, so thanks, guys. You're dismissed. Have a good day, um, really, and have a great weekend, a great week. Love you guys all so much. Love Seriously. you and asking God love to you pour back into you, you Moses, for all you have done. We love you. God bless you, everyone. Yes, yes. Have a good you, day. Moses. Be blessed yes. on purpose. Be blessed. Really beautiful family. I love you Amen. all. I like yes. that. Be blessed on purpose. God bless. Love you all. God bless you all. Stay on our knees for it's time.